Welcome to Leading with Grit, a series about helping you inspire action and accountability with generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. Today's episode is made possible by Unlimited Coaching Solutions, coaching and training to help you get results through your people, making a positive impact on your organization's bottom line. And now, here are today's hosts, Todd Schnick and Lori Sudbrink. Good morning, and welcome back to our special edition series, Leading with Grit. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Lori Sudbrink. Good morning, Lori. Looking forward to this one, wrapping up the series pretty soon. Yeah, that's right, Todd. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, on the series today, we're going to be talking about how to be and how to hold people accountable. Well, that should be interesting in the context of grit. Before we go there, however, take a minute, give us a quick overview of the series Leading with Grit and why that's so important. Yeah, you know, just um, looking from a um, either a personal standpoint or a workplace standpoint, whether you're a formal or informal leader, Leading with Grit allows us to look inside and then step up to be that kind of leader we have the potential to be. So it's about being genuine and authentic, yet being able to be very productive at the same time. And we use generosity, respect, integrity, and truth as um, sort of a roadmap to get us there, but also as an awareness tool to help us to get on track ourselves and, and make any adjustments we need to. And we looked at truth as the foundation, the core, and you know what's important to us, our priorities, our passions, our strengths, our limitations. And then are we living our truth? What are we doing with that? The integrity piece is the action of our truth. Then you move on to respect. And like we said, it's kind of a linear fashion, but they're also intertwined with respect, you're you're already showing your self-respect by staying true to yourself with um, integrity and truth. But then it allows you to be able to look at others and, and show respect. And you can do that by not taking things personally, you know, not making assumptions about people, being able to um, respect that everyone's in a different place. And then then it goes to generosity, which generosity comes quite naturally when we are aligned in this way because we know where to give, when to give, to whom to give, where, to, when to say no. We're not over generous and depleting ourselves. All right. Thank you for sharing that. When I think about today's subject matter of accountability, I have many, many horror stories on that. And when I was in the workplace and my managers used accountability to club me over the head and crack whips. And frankly, I'll be perfectly honest, when I was in the role of management, I used accountability the same way. Methinks there's a whole different context of accountability when you're operating from grit. Yeah, you're right. There definitely is. And and, and historically, accountability has meant to, you know, it's kind of too late. You're catching somebody after they've done something and they've done something wrong and you're holding them accountable. And quite frankly, not many people want to be held accountable. It's more from in leading with grit, we teach that it's more from a standpoint of helping people stay on track, helping ourselves stay on track. So taking ultimate responsibility, ownership ourselves. And then, you know, of course, we walk the talk and show that. And then we can help other people, not only by emulating that behavior, but as a leader or manager, putting the right things in place to help people stay accountable, stay on track. So one of the tools that I've talked about in some of the other episodes is the uh, high value activities. And high value activities, in essence, are just what are the priority things that this role needs 
in order to reach our goal or vision on this team. And so each position will have its own set of five to seven high value activities. And then those activities will be what you can align to from a leadership standpoint. You want to have more leadership high value activities than management activities. We talked about that in episode one. But from any standpoint, we want to be able to look at those and put things in place to track those, measure those to help people stay on track and help them stay accountable. When we clearly define a a person's position and role and we work together on these high-value activities and help them see their connection to the bigger picture and their value, it helps people to take ownership of their piece. And so that in and of itself, it, it kind of, it, it's it's engagement. It helps them to really I'm almost feel, hearing you say this is about empowering people. It is. That's what it is. It's empowering them because that's their piece of it. They know that they own that and they know the value of it and they know how it connects with the rest of the organization. That's how we can help people, you know, stay accountable. That's one of the ways. Another way to do it is to make sure that, that we're setting up a culture of peer accountability. So it's not just about the leader holds himself or herself accountable and the leader holds the team accountable, but the team holds each other accountable. The thing that's important though is the leader, of course, just like we've been talking about, they have to walk the talk. They have to be able to hold people accountable first. And so in a way that's in the spirit, again, the intent is to help them stay on track. And so it might look something like, Joe, look, the, you didn't get the report and what's going on. Is there something that needs to happen? You're just having the dialogue, having the conversation. I'll be the first to admit, when I think about holding somebody accountable, I don't want to do it. It's not something that I'm going to enjoy doing. It's not fun. When I think about it as helping somebody stay on track, my whole intent behind it changes and the way I go about it, I'm eager to do it, just like in the um, generosity part of grit. Well, it almost doesn't even sound like holding someone accountable. It's not like an entirely different thing, right? It's yeah. not like I'm managing, I'm helping, yeah. I'm serving, I'm coaching. I'm. That's right. what, that's what when I hear you describe it that way. Yeah. That's what it's not like. Holding in, holding someone accountable just has a negative connotation. It's part of the problem. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, are there going to be moments, I mean, if we're doing all of this right, are there still going to be moments when we need to kind of a little more harshly maybe hold somebody accountable? Sure, but you're still doing it with the intent of the person improving. So if you've had a conversation with somebody and then they do it wrong and for the second time and you're going, okay, Joe, you know, can't do this. This is not working. You might have to get a little more direct with it, a little more stern, or maybe even, you know, ask them a question. It depends on what the situation is, but you're doing it always from a standpoint of your intent is in the right place, not you're throwing up your hands and you're frustrated because then it doesn't feel like you're helping them stay on track. Well, I think this is where trust is also so critical, right? If you yeah. trust someone yep. and they come to you to hold you, air quotes, accountable, they don't see it as a negative. Yeah, I like how you brought it back to that because they don't. They know that you've got their back. You're doing it to help them stay on track and you're doing it from the right intent. You know, it's not to say that there's not going to be opportunities where people aren't going to step up even when you do all of this. You know, there's definitely going to be times when maybe this person isn't the right person for this position and you got to even get them off the bus, so to speak. 
So we're not saying that you can just, oh, be like helping people stay on track and it's going to be a guarantee all the time. But I'll tell you what it will do. It will clarify very quickly and you won't waste a lot of time if you do have somebody in a wrong position or even in the wrong company. Well, I think one of the most important things you said earlier in, in this half of the show was that you dreaded the act of holding someone accountable because it, but when you operate from, with grit, then that's not a negative experience anymore. And it's actually a fun coaching experience almost, right? That's right. And even, I, maybe I won't say, um, you know, even when I'm removing somebody from the team or actually helping them to see and make the choice to leave the team, it's maybe it's not going to be fun, but it's going to feel that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I know that I'm doing the right thing for everyone involved. Yes. All right. Lori and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees, to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585-248-9322 or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, Todd Schnick back with Lori Sudbrink. So Lori, most of the top half of the show, we talked about how to hold others accountable. And you know the episode is called How to Be and then How to Hold People Accountable. So I'd love to walk through a couple other thoughts on how to hold ourselves accountable. I would be the first to tell you, I don't know that I do a good job at that. So I would welcome some counsel there. Any any advice, any counsel, any tools you could share? Yeah, sure, Todd. And, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, we have to be holding ourselves accountable and role model that behavior in order to have any kind of trust or, or you know, uh, credibility in, in helping other people. So there's a pretty cool tool that I share in the book, and I'm happy to, you know, people can download it from your site as well. It's called the Accountability Ladder. And it's another self-awareness tool, and, and it helps you to see where you are on the accountability ladder with things. So there's an upper rungs and there's a lower rungs. And on the lower rungs, um, it's things like, you know, you're maybe you're oblivious. You're, you don't even realize you're unaware or you're blaming and complaining or you're making excuses. And there's even a wait and hope on those lower rungs. And you know you're there because you feel like you're stuck. You're a victim. And, and feel is the operative word. It's emotional. Um, the upper rungs is, and these are a little bit linear too, is I acknowledge reality, I own it, I seek solutions, and I make it happen. What happens though is often we get stuck on those lower rungs and how do you know one way is the emotional impact? You know, you feel, you feel stuck, you feel frustrated. Another way is just by listening to your language. I can't do this. I never do this. You know, you listen to the pronoun that you're using and, and attached with that verb. Uh, it'll never work. I tried everything. Bad things happen to good people. Listen to some of that language in yourself and you'll know when you're hovering down there. Now, one of the things that's important is to be able to look at this and go, all right, how do I get to the upper rungs? First of all, I know how I'm down there, but how do I get to the upper rungs? And the first thing that you can do is you can say, you can just acknowledge reality and stop taking it so personally because that's what's keeping us stuck down there sometimes. We're, we're taking it personally. So if you just 
let's say going from my wait and hope to acknowledge reality. For example, I remember back in my um, early, early days, a boss that I had, I remember feeling very stuck and frustrated waiting for her to change the way we had our one-on-one meetings. In fact, um, it was very task-oriented and I was frustrated with it and stuff. And I felt like I just was waiting and hoping for her to change. I didn't feel like I had any control over it until I got to the point, with some help, by the way, of acknowledging reality and not taking it personally. I realized that she, it wasn't about me. It was just, she was super busy. She was trying to get stuff done. She's just, you know, throwing this stuff out and not doing the kind of meeting that I wish she was doing. Um, When I started to own it myself, I stopped thinking so much just about me. And I started to look at the department as a whole. And I started to think about, well, how can I help her to see the value of the things that I need to bring to this meeting? And and I, you know, thought ahead about giving an agenda and, and some topic items, but they were always focused on um, and this comes from the the generosity aspect, what was important for the entire team and her, not just about me. And then, you know, I started to do that, which was seeking the solutions and just made it happen. Um, did it change everything? No, but it did give me some feeling of empowerment that I could make a difference. And so the accountability ladder just... It allows us the opportunity to see how we can get from the lower rungs to the upper rungs. It's a great colorful visual too. And we actually have a PDF of that that people are more than welcome to get from your site. Sure. Yeah, we'll have that in the show notes for sure. I mean, you let off that discussion, Lori, by saying you have to be self-aware. I don't think you can hold yourself accountable without self-awareness. No, you really can't. You know, and that's why, again, going back to some of the the first episodes that we talked about and taking the time to self-reflect. And again, not not that it has to take an inordinate amount of time, but just being mindful of that. Give yourself some some notes on the calendar if you have to, to remember to do that. That's what's going to create awareness and even pay attention to your emotions. Your emotions to me are just nature's way of triggering you to go be aware. What choice are you making right now? Where are you? Are you being a victim on the bottom rungs of the accountability ladder or are you going to be empowered on the upper rungs? Well, other thoughts as related to uh, the rest of the series that we've had in, in accountability, I'm, I'm thinking of the five steps of change. I mean, I think that's the, I think Definitely. that's another way to think about perseverance, right? And yeah. holding yourself accountable to keep affecting this change. Yes. And then obviously the foundation of this whole thing uh, in finding your truth and then holding yourself accountable to be in alignment. The integrity piece, yeah. I mean, that's that's accountability, I think, right? Exactly, exactly. In fact, I, I bring up the accountability ladder in the integrity chapter because that's really where it belongs. It's, it's about being able to see, am I aligned to this or not? And why not? You know, and what's going on with me? And I just, I love the visual of the accountability ladder because it gives us a, you know, a way to see where we are. And in fact, I've shared it with, hundreds, if not thousands of different leaders and people continuously come up to me later, years later and say, I have that hanging right on my wall. I love this tool. So having a visual representation like that can just help you even stay on track in and of itself. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you, as a result of doing this series with you, I only have about 400 documents hanging on my walls. So <laughs> You'll have a nice colorful wall, Absolutely. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we have for today. Lori, before I let you go, Should anyone have any questions on Leading with Grit and accountability, how can they contact you and learn more? 
Oh, yeah. We invite you to join us on www.leadingwithgrit.com. Sign up for our free weekly tips. Give me a shout out. There's lots of resources there. Leadingwithgrit.com. All right. So on behalf of my co-host, Lori Sudbrink, I am Todd Schnick. Join us next week on Leading with Grit when we begin to wrap things up in our conclusion and we bring it all together. So until then, Todd and Lori signing off. We'll see you next week.